This is Anthems. My name is Moya Lothian McLean. I am a journalist, researcher, and host. Thank you for joining me today. Your word of the day is rootless. It's a balmy August evening in 1977, and you are going out tonight. There's excitement and red stripe pooling in your stomach as you head down Moss Lane East. You're dressed sharp, beaming a wide, white smile. Now you're ducking through the Reno's doorway and down the mirrored staircase into the sweaty, smoky basement of dreams filled with gyrating bodies. There's such a groovy party, baby. Marvin Gaye is crooning. This is it. Manchester's most famous club for a generation of black British kids who are blurring entrenched racial divides because they're half white and no one knows what to do with them. The Reno. By the time I first visit the Reno in August 2019, it has been demolished for the past 33 years. The Reno's remains have been moved from the midst of Mosside, which is where Manchester used to chuck non-white newcomers and leave them to get on with things. Now, the Reno commands an entire floor of one of the city's whitest and most elite art institutions, the Whitworth Gallery. The club has been resurrected and life breathed into anew by Linda Brogan, playwright and chronicler. One of the Reno's original mixed-race patrons, she has excavated the sleeping site, dug up lipsticks and flares and mud-smeared bottles of Magnum and put them all on view in a gut punch of an exhibition. Brogan has collected memories from her peers who would head down to the Reno every weekend. I read them, drink in the words about the experience of kids born of parents from the opposite ends of the ethnic spectrum. They called them half-caste back then, of course. Half black, half white. Straddling both worlds, and yet belonging in neither. With both their black and white sides eyeing them mistrustfully for not quite being whole. I cry, and I cry, and I cry. I have never seen those that are both black and white represented like this by a cultural institution. History, often penned by white people, sees blackness as a monolith, rather than representing its nuances and individual glorious identities. It's like the one drop rule that poisoned America. If you have a drop of black, you are black. But this does a disservice to all of us. I love my blackness, but I cannot claim to be black in the way it is commonly recognised and codified. I am light-skinned and white-adjacent with the privilege of colourism on my side. I did not grow up with direct access to my Jamaican culture thanks to a Jamaican daddy who took the absent father trope a little too seriously. It would be fraudulent to say my experiences are broadly representative of being a black woman as society understands that identity. But I am also not a white woman. I am racialized and recognize it. No, I sit firmly in the intersection. And far from alone, 
the reason mixed race has become a lazy synonym for black and white children in the UK is because it's such a common mix. And it's not like we're not represented in the mainstream. But it can still be lonely. When you exist in the grey liminal space at the centre of a racial Venn diagram, it is difficult not to feel unmoored, rootless. Historians call mixed figures from the past black, or if they're lighter-skinned yet, white with rumours about Moorish parentage, the truth of which they think they can discern from the curl of their hair. It is difficult to trace a cultural history of people like you when you are mixed race and mixed up. And those histories matter even more when your personal ones have been erased, when the name your absent father passes down is that of a Scottish slave master. To identify as mixed race is often a scrabble for roots, wherever you can find them. The Reno anchors me. Here, for the first time, I feel the legacy of the mixed black and white kids who came before me and had to navigate their own lane in their own time. It hits harder than I think possible. I remember my own Reno, Dalston's infamous visions. In that packed basement, surrounded by all forms of blackness, my sense of self calcified, and I grew confident in my identity as a child of both black and white. I would dance till 6am to rhythms that my hips recognised before my brain even did, dripping in sweat, grinning. Going into the Reno at the Whitworth, I see that experience reflected in the brown faces, beaming back at me from faded photos and battered clutch bags that have gone from lost property to historic artefact. It is in that moment I realise the truth. I am not rootless at all. Here is my lineage, hidden in plain sight the whole time. The unique experience of mixed race black people is finally being dug up by those who are living and have lived it. The Reno opens my eyes. From then on, I see us everywhere, standing in the ground of St. Thomas's Hospital in the proud brass form of Mary Seacole's statue or catch our image leading the great 1840s Chartist movement as radical Labour campaigner William Caffey, or even as President of the United States, Barack Obama. We were there, and we are here now. Our history is not black or white. We don't have to pick a side and repress the other in order to find the roots that were planted for us long ago. Mixed people of black heritage aren't a new invention. We've been here for time immemorial. We represent complex racial relations and should be recognised as such, wholly ourselves, not shunted into binary categories. As I look at the Reno's remains, the old cans of red stripe, the lipsticks, I think, it is time to water our roots and let them grow. Rootless, definition, adjective, having no settled home or social or family ties. <laughs>